Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So today we're in Psalm 9, but before we go there, let's go to God in prayer. Lord, thank you. Thank you for loving me and caring about me. Thank you for being the creator of all and still loving me, having time for me to even recognize who I am. And Father, yesterday as I thought about it and as I prayed about it, I just pray again that I would see me and others as you see us. Because I don't hold a lot of value for myself, but you value me to the point of death, to the point of sacrifice. And Father, that is amazing to me. And you value others, even those I don't care for enough to have died for them. So Father, I pray today that I would see others and myself as you see us. May our hearts and our minds be open to you. May my spirit be totally, totally available. And may we learn through your grace and your mercy more about you so that we truly do know your name. We truly do know who you are, your characteristics, and that we can count and turn to you in all things, just as David does. So, Father, I lift up this time, this reading, to you and pray that you would bless us with your insights. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, it's we've been as we've been going through Psalms, and as through we've as we've gone through a lot of chapters in various books. The point of this year has been to get to know God so that we know God with all of our heart. We love him with all of our heart, our soul, and our being. And that we can then love others as ourselves. That's really been the the push for me. That's been my focus. And in order to know God more completely so that I can turn to him in all things, not just when it's bad, but when it's good, it's to know God and who he is. And that's why I wanted to go back through the Psalms is David knew God and he knew how he could turn to him and trust him. And so I've really been looking forward to this. And as we go through Psalm nine, there's a lot of interesting and important elements here, but really going to just focus primarily on verse 10, nine and 10. Anyways, with that, let's go. Verse 1, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing the praises of your name, O Most High. My enemies turn back. They stumble and perish before you. For you have upheld my right and my cause. Sitting enthroned as the righteous judge. You have rebuked the nations and destroyed the wicked. You have blotted out their name forever and ever. Endless ruin has overtaken my enemies. You have uprooted their cities. Even the memory of them has perished. The Lord reigns forever. He has established his throne for judgment. He rules the world in righteousness and judges the peoples with equity. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you. For you, Lord, Have never forsaken those who seek you. 
Sing the praises of the Lord enthroned in Zion. Proclaim among the nations what he has done. For he who avenges blood remembers. He does not ignore the cries of the afflicted. Lord, see how my enemies persecute me. Have mercy and lift me up from the gates of death, that I may declare your praises in the gates of daughter Zion, and there rejoice in your salvation. The nations have fallen into the pit they have dug. Their feet are caught in the net they have hidden. And you know, it's interesting. I just want to point out as we're reading, and as we're reading so many of these different um, books throughout the Bible, we just finished up with Revelation where, you know, all the nations or a lot of the nations rose together to fight against God at the end and failed and were per- they perished. All of these elements are their choice. It's them doing it. God wants, he died for us, right? He's, he created us for fellowship. That was the, cre- the reason in creation for, for us in Genesis. And at the end of Revelation, we see that there's a new heaven and a new earth. And there's people there who will fellowship with God for eternity. So, the people who aren't there, who got wiped out, they made a decision. They chose to do that. They chose to turn their backs on God and to face the consequences of that, which is a, a world without God. Here, as we read in verse 15, the nations have fallen into the pit they have dug. Their feet are caught in the net they have hidden. Now, that, that doesn't mean that only they are sinful. I mean, we all make mistakes and we all have sin. But we turn to God for forgiveness. They have done this to themselves. So if we continue on, verse 16, The Lord is known by his acts of justice. The wicked are ensnared by the works of their hands. The wicked go down to the realm of the dead, all the nations that forget God. But God will never forget the needy. The hope of the afflicted will never perish. Arise, Lord, do not let mortals triumph. Let the nations be judged in your presence. Strike them with terror, Lord. Let the nations know they are only mortal. So when we look at this and we look at what struck me and what struck a lot of the the religious leaders, and trust me, it struck me after I read their commentary, not because I had some great insight. But if you look at verse 10, those who know your name trust in you. And it goes back to the whole concept that we've been talking about. The more we know of God, the more we can trust in him. The more, I mean, if, if I'm in trouble, the people I turn to or who I turn to is the person I, I trust the most, right? And it's people, and the way I trust them is because I know them. I know how they're going to behave. I know how they're going to react. And as a result, I can trust them to behave a certain way that I'm confident it's to my advantage. You know, they, they care about me. They love me and they'll, they'll look to help me. To that end, Charles Spurgeon writes, the Christian will always find it to be useful to have a hands, to have at hand some history of what God did in the days of yore. The more you know of God's attributes, the more you understand of his acts. The more you treasure up of his promises, and the more you fully dive into the depths of his covenant, the more difficult will it be for Satan to tempt you to despondency and despair. Acquaint thyself with God and be at peace. 
Meditate on his law both day and night, and thou shalt be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Thy leaf shall not wither, thou shalt bring forth fruit in thy season, and whatsoever thou dost shall prosper. Ignorance of God is ignorance of bliss, but knowledge of God is divine armor, by which we are able to ward off all the blows of the enemy. Know thyself, O man, and that will make you miserable. Know thy God, O Christian, and that will make you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full full of glory. So yesterday, you know, we talked about that. It's knowing God. And today it's all about knowing God. And how do we know God? How do we learn about him? Well, it's spending the time in his word. It's meditating on his word. And it's understanding that the more we understand him, the more attributes we understand, the more we can apply them to our lives, the more we can trust him when things hit the fan. So A.W. Tozer also focused on Psalm, or on verse 10, where he says, The first chapter of Romans ends with a terrible charge of unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, and all the long black list of crimes and sins that man has been guilty of. All that came about because man lost his confidence in God. He didn't know God's character. He didn't know what kind of God God was. He got all mixed up about what God was like. Now the only way back is to have restored confidence in God. And the only way to have restored confidence in God is to restore knowledge of God. I begin with the text. Those who know your name trust in you. The word name means character plus reputation. And they, they that know what kind of God thou art will put their trust in thee. We wonder why we don't have faith. The answer is faith is confidence in the character of God. And if we don't know what kind of God God is, we can't have faith. We read books about George Mueller and others and try to have faith. I don't know who George Mueller is. But we forget that faith is confidence in God's character. And because we are not aware of what kind of God God is or what God is like, we cannot have faith. And so we struggle and do not know the character of God. And we wait against, we wait and hope against hope. But faith doesn't come because we do not know the character of God. They that know that thou art like what thou art like will put their trust in thee. It's automatic. It comes naturally when we know what kind of God God is. So it all comes back to knowing God and spending time in his word. These 15 minutes, sometimes 20 and sometimes 10 minute dives into his word, they just help us. And I found that as we've gone through, and I think there's some 300 plus podcast where we've traveled through his Bible, I've become stronger in my faith and my trust in God because I'm understanding more about who he is. Only through prayer and reading his word have I been able to really grow in my trust and my faith to grow in him? Until, I, until we understand the nature, character, and attributes of a person, it's hard for us to trust them. We may hope, but are we we're really going to put the most valuable things in our life in their hands? No. It's the same with God. 
the more I've learned more about him, the more I've turned over more of my life until I don't even think about it anymore. That will be the day that I have true joy because I have complete trust and confidence in him. So this is still just that journey and I'm grateful that he's taking me on it and that he's speaking to me and teaching me. I'm thankful for his word and I think it's time just to go back to God in prayer. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for taking care of me and putting up with my, my fallible, fallible nature, my screwed up elements and being patient and loving me despite all that. And I'm grateful for your word that I can read daily. I thank you for the commentaries, the great thinkers that I can read their, their works, what insights you've provided them. And then I can grasp a little bit of it. So father, I just lift up this day, this time, and I just pray that you would be the one that is honored and glorified. Open our hearts, open our minds and open our spirits so we can love you more so we can love you with all that we are. And then we can love each other, our neighbors as ourselves. I praise you and I thank you for this. Please watch over our families, keep them safe, comfort those who are hurting, give us the right words to support and actions to support them. May you be the one that we talk to, talk to them about when they need it. It's in Jesus name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.